John here. What's the one thing visitors remember about your site? Do you know what's the what's if they had to describe or explain your site in a few words or sentences? What would they say? That's a tough question to answer, and I think it's more important these days than it has been in previous years. I want to set out twelve ways so you can help your site stand out, and I've you know not co- coincidentally that my most lucrative site has a few of what I'm going to talk about today. And you certainly don't have to input all of what I'm talking about. You pick and choose. And I've used them and it's helped. And I can tell that people recognize my site by what some of the features that I've incorporated into the site because I can go into Ahrefs and they actually search for it. They search for a site name plus whatever it is that I'm talking about. And okay, so for instance, uh, one one way to distinguish yourself, especially if you're the sole content creator style, you can create a style or voice that people find engaging, they like. And it's gonna, it becomes where they are coming to read you or watch your videos because they like you more, more than the content you're providing. Now, it doesn't mean you, you stop providing good info. If you do that and it's just fluff, they're going to bail. But a really good formula is engaging personality, whether it's through writing or video or both, plus good information or entertainment or whatever the purpose of your site is. And and that's a strong winning formula. It's hard to do, but a lot of people are doing it with great success. And even if that's not your number one goal, if you prefer maybe something else I discussed today, uh, you, you can at least put in a bit of effort to try to incorporate some interesting types of content throughout. And again, it's not always easy, but something to, something to keep in mind and perhaps try and experiment with. A lot of my sites in the past, you know, they, they were pretty run of the mill, just going for the keywords and ranking content. And there there wasn't really any unique aspect to them, except for my largest site, which I've put in the most effort over the years. Number two would be tools and games, tools particularly, like software tools, any type of software tool. And I'm certainly not the first person to be talking about how this can really help grow a site. But if you could incorporate some sort of software tool, calculators, games, if that's relevant to your niche, that people can use it's, it's, and, and they find it helpful or entertaining or both. If you can roll that in your site, you become known for that, especially, I mean, if you have a finance site and you do a mortgage calculator, you're not really standing out there. They all have that. That's just a plug-in. But if you can do something different, something unique that people aren't offering, it doesn't have to be super fancy. It just has to be something that's cool that you can promote and people will be like, oh, that was really neat. And then they will uh, remember your site by that. Over time, they'll start searching your site for that. Uh, you know, an, a, another thing could be maybe some sort of uh, pr- printable type product that you offer that you it's for sale. That's really good. Or you give it away for free uh, and anything like that. You can become known for that. And these types of tools, not only can they get a lot of search traffic, they can get a lot of links and they can just attract a, an engaged audience. And there's a lot of sites that have had great success with this. Number three, uh, Personal experience. Uh, now, I'm really big on this. This kind of rolls into the personality thing, but it's more so. And I believe if people are coming to a website and they want to learn how to do something or they want to get informed about something, or especially if they want an opinion about something, such as a product, perhaps, 
if you could demonstrate your personal experience with it, that's going to help tremendously. So for instance, in my largest niche, I actually have gone so far as I launched a local service business that's in the niche. It has its own separate local business website, but it works in, it works with my larger niche site in terms of establishing credibility. And I'm getting a lot of experience actually running this business that I can share in the larger, in the, in the larger niche site. And it was a big reason I did that. I think it's also a good business opportunity. It's been proving to do so, but I really want to bring a personal experience and expertise into the niche site. And I think that's going to help it in the long run. So you don't have to go to those lengths to do it, but I mean, it's as simple as if you're writing about a product, use the product and this is nothing new. And so you can demonstrate that you've used it. If you're showing a how-to tutorial, do the how-to, photograph it, make a video of it, and then present it. And these are ways that you can demonstrate your personal experience when you're writing about these things and people are really going to appreciate. That's a big reason that YouTube is such a success. I mean, you can't, it's it's hard to fake it, right? Most of the huge YouTubers are on there. They're demonstrating that they're doing it, have done it. They're actually showing you on video and step-by-step and it helps their channels big time. All right, next up would be stunts or PR events. Now, this this is not something I'm really big into, but it's helped a lot of brands blow up. Think Red Bull or Mr. Beast. I mean, Mr. Beast's entire channel just stunts and uh, <laughs> spectacles, and he's made it work really, really well for him. And he's creative in terms of what he comes up with and ideas he comes up with, and people love it. He's, I, I think, he's the biggest YouTuber out there now. So this can be really good for any brand. If it works within your niche, that's great. I suppose there's a way I could roll it into the niche. It's not really my style, but if you can come up with something that's great, it has to be kind of a, a virtual event perhaps that you would put on. That's going to get a lot of attention. I don't, I don't know if you want to sort of do something offline to try to get attention to your website. I mean, it could work. I don't know. I, I would focus on trying to do something that would be get a lot of attention online. Now, if you did it offline and you made a video of it, that's another matter. Then, then of course, you're bringing it online. All right, so next up, expertise. Uh, you can get expertise in a lot of ways. It can be you. It can be somebody you hire. It can be reaching out and taking the time to talk to experts. And you could just, over time, uh, you know, create this website just chock full of, of expertise. And, like, personally, when I'm reading something, like, the, the biggest publications do this all the time, and that is... The people who write it don't have the expertise. They just sp- take the time to contact a handful of experts, get quotes, or maybe even a little bit more content from them and roll it into their article. And that's how they get their expertise and their content. And you can do this just as easily. If you can do it yourself, if you're the expert, then that's great. You don't have to spend time to do that. I mean, for instance, like in Fat Sacks, I, I don't really take time to go contact other people and ask some questions. I'm just writing about what I'm doing with niche sites. And, but when it comes to expertise, you want to be a little bit careful. You really have to judge, you know, know your audience because you don't want to like bore them to tears. If you, if you, let's say you're a 20 years, you've been a mechanic. And so, you know, like absolutely everything about cars and you're going to create a how-to tutorial or a video on how to change oil for a a Toyota Tundra truck. All right. You're not going to go in and explain the 27 different types of oils that somebody could buy and which ones, the pros and cons of each and all that. Most people, like 99.9% of the people don't care. 
just recommend a solid oil that'll work for a tundra, whether it's summer or winter, and like take two minutes on showing precisely how to change the oil. That's it. That's all they want. So you can be an expert, but that doesn't necessarily mean you need to share all you know about a particular topic. Now you could break that up and you could do your three minute super quick and dirty oil change video that most people will want. And if you want to go into a long lecture about the different types of oils out there that somebody could use, that's a whole separate video. You title that like, that'd be for the small segment of people that actually care. That wouldn't be me. <laughs> I can tell you that. I just want the car to run. I don't really care about different oils. But there are people out there who probably do. All right, next up would be humor. Okay, I have talked about this many, many times. It's hard to do. I'm not... Not, not everything I do on my sites are funny. In fact, most of the time it's not. But, but but once in a while, I try to be, and even less than that, I actually pull it off. A really simple way to roll humor is find relevant jokes online and put them in your content. That's super easy. But if you can write in a funny way or you're funny on video, like you got it made in the shade. You, it's almost like a can't fail scenario. Unfortunately, most people aren't funny. It's It's a hard thing to pull off. Uh, but give it a shot. You never know. I, 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 there are not a whole lot of sites out there that are funny. When I, when I go to them and I read them, they're like bookmarked and I go back always because I appreciate any article uh, in a niche I'm interested in that's funny. Uh, I wish more new sites would try to be funny. I know that's not really what their objective is, but it would be fun if, if people could be uh, inject some humor and lightheartedness and more content. Give it a shot because if you can pull it off, like you're, you're golden. Our next up is original research. And this is like research that you gather, whether it's through surveys or talking to people or based on personal exper exper uh, experimentation within your niche or anything like that. Any way that you can create data, get data, get data, get data. You can present it in charts and tables and whatever it is. Yeah. This is gold, gold, golden content. It takes a little bit of time to get together. But once you have it, it's really good. And there are sites out there that, you know, take Statista, for instance. I mean, they charge for their content. It's so valuable. They charge like outrageous amounts of money. I looked into it. But they basically have this database of just endless statistics on everything you can imagine. And they charge companies a fortune to get access to it. But uh, once upon a time, they started with one article with some statistics. And look what they've turned it into. And so data and statistics presented in a quickly digested type of format is super popular, is sought after big time, and it's going to set your site apart. And I mean, seriously, like if you, if you like really love gathering this type of information, and some people do, you can probably create some sort of programmatic SEO website. Now, that's not my thing. Google it. There's some people out there who do it, who do a lot of it and are really good at it. And you can crank out a lot of really good content based on just data that you collect and, and go after tons and tons of keywords. It's, it's a, it's a legit model. I think it's a legit model. I think it's really good. I'm, it's not my thing, but you can do that. Or you can just present the data the way you want in more of a, um, you know, fully long form written format. But regardless, if your site becomes known as, hey, that site has awesome information, like on any topic you go, you're going to have this great, like it's going to be compelling. It's 
good data. I can use that data for my own research or, um, you know, they're not horsing around. It's not fluffy. That's a really good reputation to have. Next up would be interesting. Interesting. As you can see, there's, there's crossover with all of these things. I mean, interesting could fall into style or personality or, you know, hopefully I guess the goal of any of these things would be interesting, but you can be interesting in, in the topics you come up with. You can be interesting in the types of content that you focus on. You can be interesting in the way you present information. And a really good example is BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed like exploded in popularity primarily because of their quizzes. And you go on to Ahrefs and you look, you type in BuzzFeed and some of the biggest keywords with BuzzFeed in it are BuzzFeed quizzes. People love them. They love to take them. They produce them daily, I suspect. And they're super popular and they're viral. And that's how they, they broke into the business. Now, they publish all types of other content. But they're really well known for their quizzes. And it's interesting. It's fun. It's sort of interactive. It's sort of that cross between info content and tools or software or games. It, it kind of falls in between that. And so it has this high engagement thing. And so if you could come up with something that's interesting, that could be what makes your site stand apart. Breaking news. Again, not another one of my things. I'm not really out trying to be a journalist here, but if you are and that is your thing and you have a source or sources for uh, news within your niche, this could be absolutely huge. Now, it's probably not going to be the best SEO play, but it could be a tremendous Google Discover and Google News play if you became the you know an established site in the news realm providing breaking news within your niche. It could be an absolute ton of traffic if you're able to do that. And what's what's what I do like about news is the content doesn't have to be super long. I mean, most news stories aren't that long. They just have to be news and newsworthy. And you just write them out and you could literally do like handfuls every single day, assuming you've got the sources for that. And so that that is a great way to make your site stand apart if you're able to pull it off. All right. Next up is inspiration. Uh, is your site inspiring? This could fall. It's not going to fall under all niches, but usually a lot of niches. Think think along the lines of case studies or makeovers or DIY or anything like that. And it's inspiring. People come to be inspired. Whether you curate images or videos or information that are going to inspire people. So it may not be you doing all of these projects, but you find ones that people are going to really enjoy. A lot of huge publications, this this is their bread and butter. I mean, they 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 take the time to curate this information. They're not, they're not doing it. They're finding it and they're publishing and they're getting permission to publish it. And that's a lot of work in itself. Probably as much work as, well, I shouldn't say that, not as much work as actually doing the projects, but it, it is a lot of work. But if you can pull it off, you can make really high traffic successful sites if you're able to inspire people through curation and finding the project yourself. If you can do it yourself, great. I mean, you know, by all means, go for it. But most people curate. Helpful. Uh, if you are able to be helpful, people will remember that. Now, that, that, not always. I mean, we, you know, there's so much software out there, we don't really know how to use it, right? But like, for instance, I was, I was on YouTube this morning and I was just watching this guy and he had a video on Apple Notes. I use Apple Notes for a lot of stuff. And then he had this tip in there about how you can scan with Apple Notes, which I did not know. And I thought that was cool. And he showed me, it's like super easy once you know how to do it. Now I'm going to remember that guy's YouTube channel as a channel of a, of a pretty good place to go to if I want to watch 
videos on Apple Notes. He has videos on a whole bunch of other stuff and, and, and he's quite good at it all. And so now I'm a fan. And so if you can help someone figure something out that they didn't really know about, uh, that's super useful. And and tech is obviously a great niche for that. I've, I've found a lot of like really cool little tips and tricks with smartphones and that just watch people. I don't know how they figure this stuff out because I never do. But, you know, once you figure it out, you're like, wow, this is such a cool feature. But you can be helpful like that in all kinds of niches. I watched this uh, really interesting video on a guy who had like six tricks or hacks for tape measures. And it was really good. Like, I think five of them I'd never, I didn't know. I had no clue about. And it was really interesting. And so, yeah, sure enough, you know, I, I was watching it. And, yeah, the tape measure is designed for all these other little hacks. And that was really cool. And I remember the guy. I remember the, the video specifically. I remember the channel. And so that stood out because he was helpful. I, I guess it would fall along the line of creating content that truly offers cool hacks and tips. It's not a novel concept. There's lots of sites out there. And uh, if you can pull that off, you can make your site soar. All right. Anything else? Yeah, this is certainly not an exhaustive list. All right. These are these are ideas I've come up with the top of my head. I use some of them. I don't use all of them. I wish I could do more of them more, and I'm working on that. And I think that's the goal. Uh, it's, uh, even if you just pick one in Excel at that, that can be a huge boon to your site. Uh, I get a lot of these ideas by looking at other sites as a niche site publisher. I almost never turn off my analytical uh, brain when I'm uh, on new sites. And cause I'm always sort of looking for ideas and analyzing how other sites are doing things. And I, I constantly ask the question when I visit a new site, like, what is it about this site that like, what's, what's this site about? And if I can't answer it, it's typically not a great site. You spend some time surfing around, checking it out, see where the main navigation links are going to, what's the freebie offer, what's the email newsletter sign up, what are they selling, this sort of thing, to get a flavor of the site, to see really what it is that this site is about. So you want to create something that what your site is about. And it may take time. You may have to develop expertise. You may have to develop contacts. You may have to do whatever it is, the legwork to get that going. But I can tell you in the long run, it's worth doing. I do know for my most successful largest site, I've invested a lot of time, a lot of legwork into offering several of these items in this list, including software that people really like and it's free. And so they return to the site. All right. So uh, I think a really good takeaway from this, especially when you're trying to inject personality in your content or, or do something that is beyond just offering concrete information. People like concrete information, no question. The how-tos, how to get something done, they like that. But in my view, most of the time, most people prefer to be entertained than to be informed. And I'm not kidding about that. Like, I know we we search and we want to learn how to do something and we get annoyed. But let's say you go to a how-to and not only do they successfully show you how to do something, but it's actually done in an entertaining way as really going to stand out. Now, there are, of course, exceptions to all of this. But if if you set out with the mindset of the entertain plus inform, it really is a winning content combo. Thanks for listening.